Okay, so Josh and I just got done recording um, an awesome episode yep. with motivational speaker, TED speaker, author. I mean, he kind of does it all. Um, mm-hmm. His name is Isaac Serwanga. Yep. And we think that we're saying his last name right. We just had a we just had a talk he, he off didn't air. Correct us. So, uh, I, like I said, <laughs> he's he, like Josh is like he's either really nice and didn't correct us, or anyway, yeah. Isaac. So sorry if we said your last name wrong. Um, but I do know how to spell it. So yes. it's S E R W A N G A. Yes. So look it up that way. Look it up that way. Yep. Yes. Um, that was a really fun episode. It was a really cool episode. Yeah. We yeah. always love having, I mean, we love having everybody in here, but motivational speakers are just so much fun because yeah. um, obviously they're great at what they do because they see the world in a different way. And that's why they have the opportunity to speak to, you know, a mass audience. And, you know, he didn't disappoint. He had such a unique way of looking at mentorship. Um, you know, hearing his perspective about playing three sports at Princeton, which I don't even know if we emphasized the craziness. He said it like it was just matter of fact, like, oh yeah, three sports at Princeton. It's like, what? I I can barely spell Princeton. (laughs) It's like, I'm so far removed from even being a Princeton being a possibility. It's like, that alone is crazy. Someone going to Princeton, but then it's like you add three sports on top of that at a D1 college. So cool. But, you know, and then everything from hearing his his family's Mm -hmm. story and how they got here. Um, yeah, it was just a really cool episode. So right. I'm glad we got to connect with him. Yeah. Well, what's really cool about him is, and I didn't really make connect the dots until we were talking to him or towards the end, is that not only is he a motivational speaker, but he kind of gears more specifically towards student athletes. Yes. Motivational speaking. Um, just I'm like, oh, like that's that's awesome. That's perfect. I think um, and all the other motivational speakers we've had on are phenomenal. Yeah. But I think I, I think Isaac is the only and correct me if I'm wrong the only one that's like specializing in that way I know that Kevin and Dwight they speak to them as well yeah student athletes yeah 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 they definitely do um it's hard to say I don't know because those guys do so much it's hard to say so I I don't want to speak for them but yeah I think I I see what you're saying this intro but anyway so (laughs) that's okay we got you yeah okay we're not going to re-record this one it's okay we'll just go with it no we just got to go with it we can't (laughs) we can't we can't keep doing this re-recording garbage anyway it was really it was really good you guys yes you have to listen to it um and uh, we just we're gonna have him back on for sure. Yes, we definitely want to because yeah. there, there's so many directions that we could have gone that we were yeah. able to go fully. Mm-hmm. Like social media, yep. his take on social media was really interesting. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So you guys are really gonna really enjoy this episode. And I think it, probably one of the most um, surprising things to me about the episode was that you've never had an Adalberto's burrito, which oh was gosh. offensive to me. Okay. And that's okay. <laughs> And part, at first you're like, I haven't been in this area that long. I'm like, that's fine. And then you're like, I've been here for how many? Would you say seven years? I've been here for six years. Oh, six years. <laughs> oh my, Josh gave me the dirtiest, dirtiest look. I when did. We were talking about that. Okay, so my, I, that's no excuse. I get it. I will have. No, he said he didn't say. He said that I had to have the carne asada fries. That's also a good choice. You just got to go there. And I get I it. Like you're, a, you're a strength and fitness coach, so it's gonna. It goes again. You should not go there. That doesn't stop me from eating the things that I eat. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's why the gym's so difficult for me because I love Adalberto's. (laughs) So, anyways, that was shocking to me. This is turning into an Adalberto's ad. (laughs) That's fine. If you guys want to pay us, I would be. You know, I'm going to endorse you guys no matter what, even if you don't pay us. Yeah. Anyways. We're this ridiculous. is stupid. <laughs> Anyways, how did okay. it go from us talking about how awesome Isaac is to we're talking about burritos? Oh, because you brought it up. You brought it up in the podcast, and then I had to bring it up here. Yeah, because it was worth saying twice. I'm okay. offended. So, 
<laughs> well, anyway, listen to it, and then you can hear Josh and I bicker just a little bit more about that in there. But most importantly, um, listen to the awesome message that Isaac has to say. Yes, awesome. absolutely. So on that note, yeah. enjoy this episode. Bye. Now it is time. Now it is time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Character Combine. Character Combine. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, you ready? When he goes beyond the scoreboard, the scoreboard coaches, coaches. I want you to have the type of voice, type of voice that your athletes will hear decades later and still recognize the leadership that you hold in their life. In their life. In their life. Get this thing. Get this thing started. Welcome to the Character Combine podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto. And I am Deb McCollum. And today's guest is Isaac Sirwanga. And I almost feel silly trying to say everything he does. It feels like he does everything. But I'm yeah. going to give a little, the listeners a brief okay. glimpse of what he does. So he's, he's been a, uh, a TED Talk speaker. He has, he's a best-selling author. He's a self-proclaimed world's greatest uncle, oh, which I, yeah. I really like. Graduated from Princeton University in 2013 as a three-sport D1 varsity athlete. He's a motivational speaker and uh, the founder of Inform and Inspire. Isaac, welcome, man. Thank you guys so much for having me. What's up? Man, this is exciting. We, uh, I'm serious, man. You do everything. <laughs> is there anything you don't do? And I feel like this, this room has got way more talented today. I know. And way smarter. And I feel like I shouldn't be here. It's like, he's, he's got more talent than both of us combined. No, kind of no way. No way. He's I modest, am, too. I am yeah. excited to be on the show. I know that, uh, you know, I'm very familiar with, character combine that phrase and and what you guys represent so as soon as you sent the message out and said hey can I be a part of this thing uh, I jumped on it as soon as I could because you know as many times as we can push messages towards young people to let them know um, they're headed in the right direction to keep working hard all the cliche stuff and say it well uh, I'm about it so thank you so much for having me Absolutely, awesome. man. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, do you have a warm-up question today? I do. Oh, sweet. Great. So we, we like to <laughs> okay. we like to warm our guests up. I like so that. here yes. you go. These are just All random, right. spontaneous questions. Random questions. Sure. So, question number one: If you're on an island and you only get to pick one food to have an endless supply of, what would it be? Man, the first thing that came to my mind was burritos. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's not a bad choice. What burritos. kind of burritos? I'm just a burrito guy, man. I, I've been that's like my go-to food for forever. That's not a bad one. But did you say is is it uh, a drink as well, or is it just food? Just a, okay, we'll throw a drink in there, so okay. you can pick a drink now. Too. I'm definitely a water guy. Okay, okay, yeah. there we go. So Pretty burrito simple. and water. Yeah. yeah, burrito and water. Do you have a, a favorite burrito spot? You know what? Yes. So I will, you know, Borders is good. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, that's a great, you know, my go-to. Uh, Dos Quiotes, I believe it's called. I love Dos Oh, yeah, Quiotes. right? Yep. They're delicious. Uh, the Border yeah. Burrito. Um, yeah. And then in high school, I used to do this a lot, but the, my go-to was Adalberto's. Man, that's still oh. my go-to. You guys know? You yeah, know okay. It shouldn't be, right. but it is. It, exactly. That's <laughs> what I meant. That's what I meant. It's, right, you're both from, you were born in Sacramento, yes. right? Yes. Okay, 100%. I was born in Merced in the Central Valley, and yeah. we didn't have that, so I've never been there. Oh, my so goodness. So what, what should I get? I know. I've never been there. I, I got you. I got you. So if you're just starting <laughs> out. Oh, no. Josh just gave me the dirtiest uh, look. Yeah, that was tough. <laughs> never been? Isaac, do you want to be I, a... My podcast host, because I, I can't, I can't deal with that. Okay. <laughs> all right, you know what? That's all right. You gotta check got it out. Fired. Yes, you did. Carne asada fries. Oh, oh. thank you. My okay. wife's gonna hear that. And come on, she's on board with that. And if you get a little bacon, can I get it? Come on, absolutely. Oh my, okay. Rachel, if you heard that, all right, you're you, in good you company. might fall into uh, a coma after you eat okay. it for a little bit, <laughs> she okay. but it's yeah. good food. All right, carne oh, asada yeah. fries. Check it out. Okay, it's you know what happened one time, so you can get with bacon. On top of that too. I've never done that. My, my, yeah, my brother, my brother told us about that. So yeah. my wife got it. She's gonna get a little bacon on top. Mm -hmm. What there? There was some miscommunication.
miscommunication. She got the carne asada, carne asada fries with no carne. And just the just bacon the on top. It's like, oh, this is not, not nearly as good as it should have been. Oh, my God. <laughs> got to have all the ingredients. You've got to have okay. all of them. So when you go, yeah. carne asada fries, yeah. meat, okay. and maybe the bacon right. on top. I will go yeah. next okay. time. I'll come back with the report, and I won't be such a disgrace I like to you guys. It. Okay, Sorry. that's perfect. Okay, we'll let you have the hook. We'll let you have the hook. <laughs> that's a good you. question. I've only been living here for six years. Okay. Um, <laughs> don't, don't rub that I, in. Just go. Know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's making it worse. <laughs> next question. When you were little, who was your favorite superhero? Oh. Great question. You know, I have to be. Superman does it all. Yeah. It was. It's really hard to beat Superman. It yeah. is tough to beat because him. he's racing the fastest guy. Right. Yeah. He's fighting the right. strongest guy. Yeah. And I just like that balance and yeah. doing everything. Right. That makes so, sense. Superman had to be the guy. I know it's a little cliche, but That's Superman's okay. Superman's the way to go. Yeah. No, it's a good answer. Yeah. His uniform's pretty cool too. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all around good guy. See, I'm a Batman fan, so. I was going to say that. Make but comparison, you guys. It's yeah. Like, as, even as a Batman fan, I'm like, you can't. Right. 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 Can't. right. It's hard to say, but you can't. Batman's just a good guy, isn't he? Yeah. I think like so. A, yeah. That's why I like him. Right. He's just a good guy. Yeah. You'll beat him up, but yeah. it's fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer. Good one. All right. Last one. Um, if someone made a movie of your life, would it Ooh. be a drama, a comedy, a romantic comedy, Ooh. action filled or action film, excuse me, or science fiction? Where did you guys get that question? Uh, That's a good question. So I would, that nice. was good, yeah. man, um, can we put like drama comedy? Sure. sure. Right? Yeah. Drama yeah. comedy, because obviously ups and downs in everyone's life, but at the same time, I think I'll flip the, I'll flip the answer. Perspective, I think, is the name of the game, right? Mm. So how you look at yeah. uh, what happens to you and, and anything that you go through with time, right. I think actually you could add a little comedy to it. Yeah. Right? That's good. That's good. Um, yeah. You know, I'm thinking about in particular, I know we'll jump around here, but like injury in college, man. I had a bad wrist injury in, mm. in college that at the time was just devastating. Right. And then time goes on and you realize that, man, because of that injury, the people that you met, right, the Duke right. tour that you took, right. Right. Um, and how it pushed you into different places. So drama, yes, but there's comedy in there as well as, you know, good times, good laughs. Yeah. Awesome. So I, I don't know if there is. Like a, is there a drama comedy? Well, is that a? Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, I think okay, so. Um, okay, now I'm just blinking. <laughs> oh, <now>. no. <laughs> oh, no. The Like the movies, and I forget, Nancy Myers. You guys are dudes, so I don't know yeah, if you guys have the seen name. the Nancy Myers movies. I have movies. not seen I'm it. a blank I, face over here. Okay, yeah. I think those movies are drama comedy. Okay. Because they're lighthearted, but there's also, like you said, ups and downs. Exactly. I would put her films in that category. Okay. So, right. anyway, right. look it up. I'll have to check her out. Yes. Right. Um, you can have Rachel play. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to her. I'll talk to her about that. I'm sure those. she's, I'm sure she's seen yeah. them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Those are the warm-ups. Those are the warm-ups. Very Questions. nice. I'm, I'm, ready I'm ready to go. Good. Perfect. Yeah. So I think we, I mean, you have a really interesting story and we just got a brief glimpse of, Deb and I got a brief glimpse of it on your website and yeah. do, just doing some research. But yeah. can you just kind of tell us, I mean, obviously in the intro I said, you know, Princeton graduate, uh, three sport athlete, motivational speaker, all that stuff. But can you take us back to the beginning, how life started mm -hmm. for you and how you got to this place? Sure. I, uh, it's funny. Anytime speaking, uh, I, I start my story with my family. Okay. Just because they're kind of like the bedrock to everything that I've done. So sure. I'm the youngest. I don't know what, you, what, what number you guys are in in the family. I'm, I'm the oldest. youngest of two. Okay. So oldest right. of four. Oldest of four. I'm okay. the youngest of seven. That's Ooh, crazy. That's a big right? Yeah. So I heard that's you a, say that in one of your talks, and I was like, what? Right? Yeah. It's a big oh family, yeah. and uh, it's kind of like having 
um, several, several parents, oh my gosh. especially with oh the, no. with the oh age, no. with the sense. age, but in a good way, right. sure. um, had older brothers, uh, ath- athletics was a big part of what we did. Um, the, the phrase that I like to use is education equals opportunity. So, hmm. um, my family came to the United States in 1979, okay. um, and, and, and made their way over here to Sacramento, California. I still ask the question, like, how did you pick Sacramento? Like, out of all <laughs> That's a great places, question. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So the family came here and... Where'd they come from? Do you Uganda. Okay, cool. Uganda. So that's 9,000 miles away wow. from where we are right oh here. Right. Well, um, how, how did they pick Sacramento? So, you know what? It's a long story short. Okay. Um, there was a lot of turmoil in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a guy by the name of Idi Amin who was a dictator. Mm. who, uh, you know, my dad and my mom had to make a decision quickly to, to, to leave to mm. uh, give their kids an opportunity, and which is why I kind of live by that education equals opportunity. Right, in a sense. Um, and my dad came here to pursue education, and that was kind of the starting bedrock for everything that me going for, the perspective that I have on education, on athletics, on how I approach things because sure. there's been so much sacrifice for me. So my family's been a big part of, uh, of everything that I do. Youngest of seven, uh, went to Jesuit high school here in Sacramento. Very cool. Uh, very cool. And loved uh, the time that I had there. Uh, very active on campus, football, mm-hmm. basketball, track and field, all that good stuff. Uh, and then made my way across uh, the country to Princeton University uh, where I had the opportunity to uh, partake in those same three sports and, and wow. study with the best of them. And nice. um, just uh, along the way, as I say those things, I always say them with pride because it's because of my mom and because of the sacrifices that were made for me mm. that allowed me those opportunities. Wow. So that's why I always start with my family first, yeah. being the sense. youngest of seven, man, watching my brothers and my sister and everybody older than me kind of make sure that education was first and then athletics came second Hmm. was how I learned and as a speaker now that's kind of what I I preach right Right. so many things have been pushed on me and and I want to push that back on on the young people the young generation wow that's great yeah at seven oh my gosh so (laughs) I'm just thinking that number was there um the rest of your siblings yes or maybe your family in general was there a like competitive edge to all seven of you like did you all play sports we're spaced out a little bit okay so my me and my sister my sister and i are three years apart okay but my older brothers for example um are have me by 14 years okay twin brothers wow. oh, oh. so wow. right so okay. that's why i'm saying right um right kind of the parent type thing, but yeah. older, right. older brother, yeah. right. do, the, do the right thing, I'm right. gonna look out for you type thing. Right. So the competitiveness, not right. so much, but okay. looking out for one another okay. and doing the right things, oh, that was good. kind of the, the layout. Wow. Yeah, right. yeah. That's right. cool. Um, it's yeah, funny yeah. as a, as a yeah. sorry to jump in, yeah, as, no, a, absolutely. As, a, as the youngest, no matter how old you get, you're always the youngest. I'll tell you guys that much. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It yeah, doesn't yeah. matter how old yeah. you get. You're always the youngest, mm-hmm. and I, I I take that in stride, and I love it because, you know, I love my siblings. Yeah. No, that's, that's you're always gonna be the baby. You're always the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're always the baby. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Yeah, that's no, that's a good point. My youngest brother is the same way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, it never change. He's taller than me and better shaped than me, right. better looking than me. It doesn't matter. He's yeah. still my little brother. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Man, that's awesome. So. So going back to your time at Princeton, so how in how in the world yeah how in the world did you 
were you a three sport athlete at Princeton? Yeah. <laughs> How was, did you do it? Oh man. I can't I, imagine. Some like, people just struggle with college by that's itself. What I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. So, then, and then one sport and then you do two more. It's like, that's yeah. Crazy. It was an incredible experience. I, t- I put it like this. Um, I had the opportunity to be a part of three families, right? Mm. Instead of three sports, oh. it's really three families, football, track, track and field. And then uh, basketball only one year. So I did football and track and field my entire time there. Basketball was my last year. Okay. Um, couldn't juggle them all the entire time, but basketball was yeah, the no last doubt. year. <laughs> uh, and it was an incredible experience. They call Princeton, Princeton is called the orange bubble because mm-hmm. it's such a family tight knit place. It's in the beginning center in, in the, in the center of New Jersey. Okay. Um, 5,000 undergraduates really tight knit. Um, That's cool. so it was an incredible experience for me. And then being on the teams, you know, you really, uh, honestly, you, you create brotherhoods, yeah. right? People who will know you for the rest of your life and check on you and, and things of that nature. So obviously competitive and all that good stuff right. and competitive on the, on the field and competitive in the classroom. But at the end of the day, man, it was three extra families that I got to be a part of, which is really cool. Wow, that's, that is very cool. Yeah. Was, you know, there were a lot of guys like you that did multiple sports? Yeah, so there were a oh, couple really? that did multiple, as in football and track and field. A couple. Okay. Um, I remember when I went out for the basketball team, one of the uh, athletic directors let me know that I'd be the only um, individual in Princeton's history to, to, to play three major Division oh, nice. One sports what? in the last four decades. You and better I was be like, inducted in some type of Hall of Fame <laughs> I, would, I, would so. I was like, that's cool. As soon that's as, soon as she said it, I was like, I'm going to use that line for the rest of oh, my yeah. life. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you, you have but to, yes. man. It was, it's, it's, it's awesome because, um, and hopefully we can get into this, but I think when you put yourself in environments where you can push yourself mm-hmm. and see how much you can do, you'll be surprised. Right? I, yeah. Princeton was a great place because on the football field, you're competing with great players. On the basketball court, you're competing with great Division One athletes. Track and field is the same way. And then you get in the classroom, mm-hmm. and you're competing with the best students in the, wow. co- in the world. So it was, I think I was, you know, I always feel incredibly lucky to be in environments that kept pushing me because there were better people around me. Wow. Yeah. Right? Always. I was always looking up to someone and right. always in that state of I can do more, I can do more, I can right. do more. So wow. that was a lot of my, my college experience. That's that crazy. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I sorry, something just popped into my head as mm-hmm. you were saying that. You said you were talking about how you, you know, if you push yourself, you're you'll be surprised at what you can do. Yeah. And a lot of people, myself included, will not yet or ever push themselves because of fear mm. and because of fear of failure, yes. fear of whatever, right. what people will think, yes. and that holds them back from doing so many great things and becoming the person that they're meant to be. Absolutely. So I, 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 I like want to speak for you and say you didn't have fear, did you? <laughs> but but you, I want, so what kind of, but I'm sure you yeah, did, obviously, yeah. we all do. Yeah. So what kind of things did, did you struggle with going through all that, and Absolutely. what kind of fears did you face? I think, honestly, I do believe people have fear, but it's acting anyways. Mm. Right. It's mm. the ability okay. to say, OK, this is a tough situation, but I'm going to act anyways. Mm. Yeah. And that's kind of a movement where it turns from, OK, the fear is there and it's real, but it shouldn't stop me from moving. Nice. Mm. Um, right. I think I, I hope I want to answer your question in terms of um, the type of things I faced. I, t- I talked about it earlier, but as a student athlete in college, getting injured is mm. is a really tough thing to go through. And I'm yeah. sure listeners, high school student athletes, 
whoever may be tapped in, you know, when you're going through an injury, um, it's, it's a difficult situation because you're now separated from the identity of what you had. Right. We've talked about that right. before, We've yeah. Okay, yeah, you, guys sure. know, you guys have yep. jumped into this, and I think it's so real. I remember, um, you know, I'm, I was a wide receiver, and I had an injury where um, I essentially dislocated my, my wrist, but it was one of those things where it's called a perilunate dislocation, um, okay. wow. where this finger, if you could imagine it, my middle finger touched my forearm oh, on the inside. Geez. I know, that's oh. a little gruesome, guys. Oh. Oh my I apologize for the <laughs> listeners. And then I fell on it. Oh, oh no. right, right. So well, that's, that's pretty worse. bad. Yeah, pretty serious. And uh, I remember going through that and the doctor telling me, like, honestly speaking, you won't come back this year, but you might never be able to play football again. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those moments uh. where I can honestly remember kind of mm-hmm. feeling lost mm-hmm. because your yeah. sport is kind of your identity. Right. Sure. Um, right. So it was a moment where, you know, in the rehab and things afterwards, it took me through a process where I had to almost – reinvent relearn who i was mm. and approach everything differently mm. um developing relationships with coaches developing relationships with medical staff right still being a part of the team and supporting your team in ways that you can right um yeah. all those things that you have to go through as you know as a as a as, a, as an athlete who gets injured so right. i know athletes go through it but Oftentimes, if you look at it the right way, it could be the most mm-hmm. powerful thing you go through because you're going to learn about a, a lot about yourself mm-hmm. right. and hopefully come out better on the mm-hmm. other side. It's amazing what you can do when you just change your thoughts. Mm. Easier said than done, right? right? But like you said, like the fear, like the fear's there, but yes. you're like, but you know, act it, and that right. starts with your thinking. Like you know, the fear's there, but you're going to think it in a different way and push through kind of like with the injury. If you just kind of change your way of thinking, 100%. then you can, you know, push through. I think a lot of athletes struggle with that. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Oh, the yeah. mental game, right? 90% yeah. Yeah, yeah. mental. Right. It's huge. Yeah. Well, so how long, so when you got injured, yeah. how much time, how long did it take for you to get to that point where you said, okay, I need to shift my perspective so I can keep moving forward with life. Did it take a long time or was it, it took pretty a, quick? It took a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took a long time. It was one of those things where for me, I couldn't use, I'm left-hand dominant. Okay. And now my whole left oh, hand was taken away. No. So oh, you're taking, right. you know, and, and this is outside of athletics, just one example. Uh, you know, you go and take tests, exams. Right. Mm-hmm. So now I had to go to disability services and use the computer mm-hmm. and get oh, extra man. time and try to figure out how to. Right. So just li- they seem like little things. But when you're, a you know, a sophomore in college and you're mm-hmm. away from home and you're right. trying to figure things out. Competitive. Can, you're competitive. Right. right. Yep. Um, you've always used two hands. Right. Oh, um, and it a- could be athletes like routine. So. Athletes right. love routine. That's, so yeah, it took a, to answer your question, it took a long time, but I'm grateful for it because I learned a lot in the process right. of how to battle and how to overcome. And, you know, as you guys know, as athletes, there's so many things that you go through that can be translated to life, right? Absolutely. Uh, you're going to have Absolutely. a setback. How do you, what's your mindset? You know, the way in which you look at it, your perspective, what you bring to the table is often going to determine what you take out of it. So right. it was tough, but, you know, you learn things and you get through it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I think that's great for all the coaches and athletes to hear just yeah. because, I mean, it happens all the time when we've talked. I mean, it's yeah. one of those things that we've talked about, you know, intentionally. And then sometimes it just kind of organically happens about mm-hmm. how athletes, whether it be an injury or after they graduate high school, and they don't go on to play right. college sports. Like, well, what right. do I, they kind of throw their hands up. Right. Like, what do I do now? Right. Yeah. And if you don't have a healthy, I guess, perspective of, like you said, who you are and your identity, 100%. Right. then it's going to, I mean, it could lead to a really 
difficult road. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And obviously for you, it, it led to an awesome road because yeah. now you're doing motivational speaking. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Which you can just use those experiences. Yeah. So Exactly. So at what point did you decide, hey, I'm going to be a motivational speaker? You know, it was... Um, and I'm trying to condense this down. I, when I after Princeton, I went back and worked at Princeton cool. in athletics. Okay. Um, and when I was there, I had the opportunity to create a mentoring program for student athletes. Mm, okay. And the mentoring program was called Profound Ivy. It was co-founded wow. with another teammate of mine, a good friend, and we were able to bring student athletes in so that we could start to think about uh, life after sports, uh, professional development networking, how to do these things that um, sometimes aren't really stressed until you leave, sure, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, good, that's a good point. So uh, it was through that and a couple of experiences at Princeton that I, I realized that I loved to, it could be called teaching, mm -hmm. but yeah. really community building, yeah. getting people in a room and, and really trying to at the same time teach, but also learn mm. uh, about how we mm. can do things better. Right. Um, as I like to say, do more, be more, and become more. Like how do you put yourself in a situation where everybody is striving to grow in some way, shape, or form? Right. And I never, I didn't think motivational, motivational speaker mm. at the beginning. Mm -hmm. It was just a natural thing where I'm talking to a large group of people right. and we're all learning something. Right. Uh, and that kind of, um, that turned into, hey, you know what? I'm gonna write a book about this experience. Cool. So that was yeah. my first book that I right. wrote, How to Network in College in 2016. Uh, and the reason for that, ex that, that book was to help students uh, transition from college to the real world, mm -hmm. how to build relationships the right way. Um, yeah. Things that I wish I knew better right. <laughs> when, right. when I was in that situation. Right. Right. Um, they say that you know, if you're looking for a book and, you, and you're saying, man, why hasn't anybody written this? It's because you're supposed to write it. And that was why I wrote this. Say that one more time. You know, if, if you're looking for a book, if you're like, man, nobody's, you know, really tackled this idea, this issue, it's because it's yours. Wow. You're the one who's supposed okay. to be the author to write that book. Nice. Uh, That's awesome. And it was something for me to kind of tackle. I was, you know, 25, 26, I'm going to write this book, and I think it's going to be helpful to high school and college students, mm -hmm. how to build relationships, um, and how to make sure that they take the aspects of their experience and develop those relationships to help them go forward. So that was kind of the beginning. Wrote cool. the book, came back to Sacramento and said, you know what, I want to share this with, with young people. And that was yeah. kind of the beginning. Okay, wow. cool. Yeah. You, you got a pretty good response to the book? It was. That's you know, awesome. the first place I went, like anyone, I went right back to my, my alma mater, Jesuit nice. High School. Yeah, yeah. That's what I do. I it. called yeah. them and I said, hey, I got this book. Uh, you know, I, I think that it could be very helpful. Uh, reached out to a coach there, Coach Martin Blanton, who's still there, cool. uh, and and basically said, "Hey, I would love to talk to the guys," and eventually spoke to the entire school about wow. developing wow. relationships. It was really cool. I'm not, you know, to be honest, as, as starting out, it was an incredible experience. Um, got an incredible response, and was like, you know what? I, I it was intuitive for me. Yeah, right. uh, yeah it yeah. was something like I enjoy this. Right. I think it works, mm -hmm. and that kind of that's how this, the ball started rolling for me. That's awesome. That's yeah, yeah. And then so your quote is like your big theme, and correct me if I'm wrong, is mm -hmm. what makes you come alive. Yeah, yeah. So can you tell us about that and just can you speak more to how you um, thought of that and how you thought to speak to that and about that? The quote comes from a, from a guy named Howard Thurman. Uh, and he's a deep thinker, philosopher from back in the day. And um, 
the quote essentially is in full form is don't ask what the world needs, right? Ask yourself what makes you come alive mm -hmm. because what the world needs is people who come alive. That's and great. the mm -hmm. first time I heard that quote, it hit me. I was like, yeah. man, That's sometimes good. quotes yeah. are just quotes and sometimes quotes are like, they can talk to you. You right, know what right. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was the yep. quote that as I was going through my process of, of, of becoming a motivational speaker and, uh, and, and kind of uh, blazing my own trail, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, it was something where I said, what is true to me and, and how do mm. I make this um, happen? And the, the quote that I, I, I used there, it was in a talk that I gave um, and it got some really a great response. Mm -hmm. um, it was one of those moments. Social media is powerful, by the way. Yes. If we can jump into that, yeah, oh yeah. please. Social yeah, media please. is a powerful. Uh, it's a powerful platform because it wasn't just that the people in the crowd felt it, but then it was recorded, yep. and then I was able to kind of push that out. Right. And man, I've gotten messages from South Africa, France, wow. really, all Gosh. around the world saying we really That's enjoy incredible. that video. Wow. Um, so it let me know. I'm like, man, this social media thing is kind of, kind of real. This internet yeah. thing is, oh, this sure. internet thing is real. Like maybe oh, this absolutely. isn't just yeah. in Sacramento, but right. it's a quote that by Howard Thurman. I read it the first time, and it fit in line with what I was um, kind of speaking out as this yeah. motivational speaker. And uh, you know, thank, thank goodness for that quote. It's helped me a lot too. That's awesome. Yeah. That's an, no, yeah. that's a that's a great quote. Yeah. Well, and the social media thing—that's how we got connected with you in the first place. Yeah. We, we saw some of your stuff. It's Set like, the okay. DM. Yeah, so that, yeah, it's like, and here, and here we are on the and podcast. Here we are on the podcast. <laughs> but no, Absolutely, it's such, a, it's such a big, well, especially for you guys who you know who yeah. are trying to spread this idea of positivity Man. and encouragement. Right. It's the best thing because someone catches that, mm -hmm. shares it, sends it to someone, and then yes. all of a sudden, before you know it, you have right. this this whole thing that you're doing. I'll tell right. you what, there was one uh, when I knew social media was powerful. Yeah. Um, gave a talk at Jesuit. Okay. Incredible talk. Felt great. And the, the cool part about giving a speech in, or a motivational speech, the energy's high there, right? Yeah. So kids are going to be like, you know, but the, the part for a speaker is, man, how do I, how do we make this message last? Like, yes. how do you know a kid can right. take this and right. really work with it? Right. And for me, the cool part about after delivering that, that talk for the next four or five months in the mornings daily, I would post on, on my social media quotes or things that were attached mm -hmm. to what I was saying. Yeah. And I'm looking at who's looking and it's all of the high school kids that I was talking to. Wow. So every week, every day, they're yeah. in touch with me saying, I remember this, wow. absolutely, what makes you come alive? So just another way where social media is a tool yeah. that mm -hmm. is not just you know, right. something that you go on and, you know, hang out. It could actually Man. be a place to really develop community. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. That's such yeah. a good way of looking at it, too, because mm -hmm. as you were saying that, you, that's a great point. Usually when you have these assemblies or you go to a conference yeah. or whatever it may be, mm -hmm. and you hear a motivational speaker. I mean, yeah. You get hyped for that right. moment. But then a lot of times you go and kind of go into the normal routine Absolutely. at work. But with social media, you have your talks yep. going on forever. Basically. 100%. That's, that's a great 100%. way of looking. I never even yeah. thought about that. And way. young yeah. people are on yes. there all the oh. time. All the time. I'm a, I'm a high school teacher, <laughs> so okay. I can attest you know. to that. <laughs> even at all the wrong the time. times. Right. Yes. Right. Oh right. gosh, they're glued right. to their phones. Yeah. So, but yeah, cool. no, just the whole, it's like social media is like um, networking. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And it just, and it can change lives. Absolutely. When, like you like Josh said, like you go to a conference and you go home. But with 
you can I could find I can Google you and I can find all of your speeches right and right. I can listen to them endlessly and that's how I that's how I find my I call them my mentors mm-hmm. they have no idea who I am exactly but I, <laughs> like I Rachel, listen Josh knows who my mentor is <laughs> I do the <laughs> yeah. same thing yeah, yeah. And, yeah and so I listen to them over and it's re- and it's being repetitive and listening and hearing um, those talks yes. and and just to and that and that could just change lives. Repetition yeah. is Repetition the mother happens. of learning, yep. right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just saying it over yeah. and over again for exactly. young people and people our age yeah. To, yeah, to really absolutely. push that yep. that positive mindset. So yep. I couldn't agree with you more. What fills your mind? That's how that's what changes your thoughts. It's so that's exactly it. Hundred yep. um, so yep. percent. So how did so how did you come up with inform? I, I, I kind of have an idea. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how did you come up with inform and inspire? Inform and inspire. Inform the mind. Inspire the heart is the idea and the background is is this this is kind of uh, what i believe i believe that to change anything uh, for anyone whether you're an individual who who has a goal um you have to hit your brain and your heart Mm -hmm. you have to have a plan strategically with your brain Mm -hmm. and then you have to have a why you have to have something that's heavy that emotionally moves you and what often happens is many of us try to achieve a goal or do something new, and we only hit one of the two, mm. right? We yeah. keep it very intellectual, or it's too emotional with no plan. Mm. So inform and inspire is to say, yes, I'm a motivational speaker, but my thing is to deliver heavy content that you can abs- absolutely digest and absorb. Right. So to bring that emotional to it, to hit the heart and the mind at the same time is something that I strive to do. Right. Um, you know, it was a conversation that was, I was, I had an interview a couple of years back in, in Los Angeles and it, it was the, there were the first two words that literally came out. Wow. It was oh. like, a, it was like, so, you know, tell us about the book and your idea with, you know, reaching young people. Yeah. And I said, my, my, my actual goal right now is to inform and to inspire. And it came wow. out like that, and I was like, huh. <laughs> and it got right. There. right. Yeah, and yeah. it hit. Wow. And I just ran with those two words. And then, um, it's 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 catchy and it works and yeah. and it, I think and I'm you know as you go along especially when you you, you catch something you believe in it yeah. mm-hmm. so now yeah. you know right. it's it's on my chest right yeah. now it's something oh, that yeah. I believe yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was kind of the, the origin of it and that's what I believe if you want to change something you have to change it with the brain and the heart at the same time that's yeah. interesting so yeah. you so when you when you speak to students do you yeah. find that they tend to lean one way or the other do they, mm. you know what I'm saying yeah I think that. Um, it's being mindful of what crowd you have as a speaker. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, and when you walk in, you got to kind of feel what the, the, the temperament is. Right. And you have to lean one way or the other. Right. I give an example. I, we just did a presentation with, this is a little bit different, but Sac State MBA students, which is another, a whole different crowd. Right. Sure. But more on the intellectual. Right. Yeah. And. Right. They hadn't had fun in a long, long time. Oh, no. Yeah, it's just so as my constantly. right. Yeah. And my thing was, I have to bring the heart first, and yeah. then hit them with the content. Uh, right? Okay. Yeah. I yeah. think with young people, um, both sides are important. Right. Absolutely. Both sides are incredibly important because that's how you that's how you leverage them in. Right. So right. I try to bring emotion to to every message, but at the same time, right. you kind of like slide in those good pieces of right. those nuggets <laughs> yeah. that allow them to say, Oh right. my God, I'm learning right. something here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. No, that's, right. that's so smart. We talk about that all the time trying to understand. So when you're a coach, mm-hmm. you know, we have a lot of coaches that listen and right. when you're, when you have a team, mm-hmm. uh, you have to be mindful of both of those things yeah. because, 
Um, and you know, as a speaker, you yeah. can go into a sports team and there's certain guys on that team, girls on that team that learn more from like the, the, the Eric Thomas type speaker, yes. right? the high energy guy. Right. And then others will be like, okay, that was cool, but mm-hmm. not really feeling it. And mm-hmm. others, you could be very mellow, very quiet, and they're going to be ready to run through Everywhere. the wall for you. Yeah. And it's like two yeah. same person, different, you know, parts right. of the talk. And it's just, it is very interesting how we learn like that. A hundred percent. I mean, mm-hmm. especially as coaches, I think we need to understand that too. It's like when you're speaking to a team, you're speaking to possibly 25 individuals. Exactly. They don't all inspire or learn the yep. same way. So hundred you know, percent. Keep that uh, keep that in mind, coaches. Inform and inspire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the mixture, right? It's being it able to, to be. bring that emotion yeah. and, and the content at the same time. Because as you said, people learn differently. Yeah. Right. And, yep. and as a speaker, it's funny that, you're not going to reach every single person. Right. That's just the mm-hmm. truth. Yeah. Right. You're not going right. to reach every single person. But what you can do is if you keep that inform and inspire and in touch, yeah. you'll know that you're, okay, let me try to connect emotionally and intellectually as well at the same time. Right. And, and make sure I'm leaving them at least with nuggets. Right. right. Yeah. And you never know when it's going to hit them down you the road. You never know. Yeah. Just like, you, like we talked about earlier, I think off the mic, mm-hmm. sometimes you hear something from someone uh-huh. it's like, ah, doesn't doesn't hit me the right way, but then right. someone else says the exact same Ex- thing in a different way. Exactly, yeah. and I, I think that's probably the same for. I, I imagine you get some right. messages from people. It's like, hey, I heard you speak, but it wasn't like years later. It's like, hey, yeah. I heard something again that you said, yes. and then it hit me in a different way. Yes, right. So it's oh, it's just crazy how that stuff can yep. just you know kind of you know stretch yeah. out for a period absolutely. of time. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. There was something I was listening to um, one of your talks on YouTube, and you said mm-hmm. something that I I loved. So you said, um, and I can't remember why you're talking about it, but um, you said what, don't ask yourself what can the community do for you? Mm-hmm. Ask what can you do for the community? Yeah. Like what can mm-hmm. you do to serve? Yeah. And I think you said, some, you said something along the lines of when you do that, then all kinds of doors open. Absolutely. When you look to serve rather than looking to see what can I get from mm-hmm. Absolutely. this? Can you speak more to that? Absolutely. Yeah. I break it down, 5149 is what I call yeah, it. That's and that yeah. was from a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, who I follow on social Gary media. V. Gary V. Yeah. He's a high and energy guy. He's a high energy yeah. guy. But as you listen to him more, he's yeah. actually pretty intellectual with Very his, much with so, his yeah. content. Absolutely. Um, but to your point, um, 5149, and I loved that. And I actually, uh, I used it for my TED Talk a couple mm. years back because um, the essential idea behind it is how can I give? Like, it's a very simple way right. of thinking. Like, right. if you really want to, to push yourself to, to aspire to great things, the person that does that usually walks in a room and their question in their mind is, how can I give to this situation? Mm-hmm. That's what coaches do. Yeah. That's right. what leaders do. Yeah. That's what mentors do. Yeah. They look around and they say, how can I help him or her? Mm-hmm. And the, the hard part for young people is they believe that they don't have something to offer mm. right yeah. but the truth is mm. good energy mm-hmm. yeah the truth is right. respectful manners right. the truth is listening in the right way mm-hmm. um doing your research showing up on time there are things that you can do that literally show that you are giving yeah. right even if you don't know yeah. right so that idea of 5149 how can i give it's like a mentality to have and I'm not going to say I have it every day, but once I learned it, I was like, yeah. man, this is like an unlock. Yeah. This yeah. really is an unlock. When you meet new people, you're in new situations, and your question is, man, how can I help that kid right there? Like, how can I help this waitress who's doing a great job? She came in. Like, if I tell her or her boss, like, oh, my God, she was phenomenal, mm-hmm. that little remark yeah. can do something incredible for her in the future. Mm-hmm. 
And you don't need to be a special person to do that. Right. Right. But to think in that way consistently, um, that 5149, I think, is a powerful concept to kind of adopt yeah. uh, wow. mentally. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, so, and obviously I keep saying this, but we, our, our audience is coaches and athletes. Yes, yes. So I think that's huge if a, if a coach or an athlete, especially like athletes, because you look at athletes in the city or yeah. any city, yeah. even at the high school level, they have such an amazing platform, especially mm-hmm. with social media. Mm-hmm. And so someone from all the way across town may know the quarterback for one team, and mm-hmm. it's just because of social media, and they have this incredible platform. So when they do something good, yes. it reaches a lot of people. Absolutely. So I, I mean, how much would it benefit athletes and coaches if they every single day they took into this this account this fifty one forty or fifty one forty I'm not good yeah, at that no. fifty one forty nine mentality right with their platform you combine those two things and to add on that man the power of I call it you know social capital the power okay. of a student athlete on campus in high school or college they have so much sway. They have so, so more than they know. Oh my goodness! More than they realize. Right, yep. the, the 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 starting wide receiver on the mm-hmm. on the high school football team, yep. the little things that you do on campus, mm-hmm. holding out, like literally small things, you know, uh, compliments to people, picking up tra- like the smallest things. Yep. People are wa- other yep. students are watching, mm-hmm. freshmen, sophomore, juniors are watching. Yep. So to your point, student athletes, if they were to take that up. And on top of that, they're student athletes, right? Mm-hmm. Right. If right. they're to do the yeah. right thing, that's just, you know, it it, it it can have an incredible effect on when you think about it, schools, communities, societies, right? right. It, it's a it's a huge mm-hmm. right opportunity, really. Right. right. Yeah. Well, like you said, opportunity opens up opens up doors. Is that what you said? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. I'm like, I didn't want to mess up your. You guys are yeah. man. The, the amount of research here, I am absolutely <laughs> humble. This is oh, cool. Thank you. We don't get that compliment. If you That's need good. me to come yeah. back, let yeah. me know. Oh, we will. Hey, man. Yeah. Yes. If you want to come back, we yeah. will. Absolutely. Sure. This has been fun. Sure. Yeah. I still have more questions if you're if you're down. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. All right. Come here we on. go. So um so mentoring is obviously a big part of yeah. of what you do, and obviously since we speak to coaches, it's. You're a coach. Yeah. You know, we, we speak to coaches, and the whole thing is mentoring. Yeah. So mm-hmm. our thing is we don't want to just prepare them for the field, but you want to prepare them for life. Absolutely. And, and like you had mentioned, the vehicle of sports teaches every discipline you need for life. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of are you going to apply that on the field and off the field. That's so, right. um, you know, what's, what are some tips for coaches? So maybe like three tips. Mm. I won't put you on the spot. Three tips for coaches when you're, when you're mentoring a team of athletes. Mm. What, what should kind of be your focus? You know, Something that came to mind right now was um, giving young people, and I'm thinking of coaches in my past who've done great at this. That's another question uh, if you have okay, somebody. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, is the idea of giving responsibility to people who wouldn't expect to be responsible. Let me, let me, let me, okay. let me, that, let me clear that up. I wasn't expecting um, that. Was good. So it's almost like training a captain to be a captain before they're a captain. Gotcha. Right. Giving okay. people an opportunity to be responsible. So um, what I found is like great coaches actually remove themselves oftentimes mm. and allow for leaders to kind of sprout mm-hmm. so that the leadership is more so of a peer group mm-hmm. type thing, more so than Interesting. A, from the top down. That makes sense. So are there in, in U.S. for something really practical as coaches, what I've seen great coaches do is they empower um, young people who are coming up who might not know yet that they have a leadership voice right. and allow them to grow in that way. Mm. Uh, and what that good. often good. does is allows the team, gives that person confidence, one. Mm-hmm. But two, there's such a camaraderie and 
a buildup of community within the team because right. it's almost like, man, look how much our coach trusts us. Yeah. Now I'm going to be responsible in this way. Yeah. You know? Wow. And That's it's good. it's kind of like a parenting thing, but I've seen it with, with some great coaches that have, right. have empowered players, right? A, a great yeah. coach will empower their point guard to be the coach mm. on the court. Like right. that That's is right. the second coach on the court. You right. know what I yep. know, and in practice, I'm going to give you. Hey, make the call. Hey, coach, yeah. what 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 play should we call? Yeah. Make it. You know the you know the yeah. sets. Right. Make the call. Right, right, right. Now you do that a couple times. Wow. Now you feel like okay. Yeah. And then talk to them afterwards and say I would right. do this. I would do that. But allow them to make mistakes. Right. Allow them to build and. Mm. And, and going that way. So that's one thing I think wow. I've seen from coaches in the past that you're like, man, that's a really, that was yeah. a really cool tip. That's really good. Right. Yeah. And if I could, so the, I don't mean to interrupt you with, no, on worries. those things. Um, just like you said earlier, like the star athlete can have a huge sway. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when, when, if coaches do that, mm-hmm. the ath- athlete and athlete, they, that has more of an impact sometimes yes. because, you know, then, you know, you don't have mom and dad nagging at you all yes. the time and then you, the coaches go off the field and then you have that camaraderie and sometimes it is way, way more powerful Absolutely. and they listen more to their leaders on the team and their peers. Um, rather than hear it from the coaches yes, sometimes. Right. So that balance is that, yeah, that's There's amazing. a different level of what you feel in your pit as a student athlete when one of your teammates calls you out mm-hmm. at practice mm-hmm. versus a coach. Absolutely. We've talked Absolutely. about that, right? Wow. There's yes. a different feeling when yes. someone who was your friend in, in – I remember vividly. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you that's one funny. example. I remember yeah. uh, we were – there was a – uh, we were doing conditioning, football conditioning in college, and one of the one of the players in the summer, right? A lot of the coaches aren't there, so the players who are older kind of take over. Right. And one of the players called out one of my good friends, was like, "You're not running! You're not running! I know, I've seen you run. You're not everybody. in front of everyone." <laughs> and it was one of those moments where you're like. Oh my! Is is there a coach around? And you're like, no, that wasn't a coach. That is literally, <laughs> that is that is literally just peers talking to peers. Oh, and awesome. at that moment, it just mm. elevated the team because right. you're like, wow, we're all really accountable here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you, you guys know as mm-hmm. coaches, you guys know th- those moments to kind of empower, you know, um, your players to 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 lift up the other guys. Oh, for yeah. sure. Well, yeah. because. You know, as you mentioned, you if you so you take the point guard for example, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. coaches saying, "Hey, you're the coach on the floor yeah. because the coach can't play. Like we can we yell, scream all we want, but like I can't, I can't shoot the basketball Absolutely. for you. I can't throw the football. I can't Absolutely. hit the baseball for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. So if you you know empower them to do that, mm-hmm. then it's like that's that's huge. And yes. and like you said, they're gonna push each other because if you're if you're working out in the gym or at practice and you're giving everything you have and you see a, a, a guy or girl that's slacking, yes, it's like well, why am I busting my butt? Right. And you're not holding up your end of the deal Man. because in the middle mm-hmm. of battle. I don't want to give my all and find out you didn't put the work in. Hundred percent. Because of your failure, yeah. so at put effort in. Absolutely. I'm gonna fail as well. Absolutely. So it's it's I like that. Yeah. yeah. This is really good. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. I remember I we talked in one of our episodes and I won't get into it, but I used to coach softball at the school okay. that I teach at, mm-hmm. and um, we had one year we had really really good team. I mean the, I mean the, this this school we have team really good teams throughout the years with softball but mm-hmm. we had a, a one moment where one girl called the other girl out and it like silenced the entire field during mm. practice and as coaches we just crossed our arms and stepped back we're right. like okay let's see how this plays <laughs> out hopefully a fight doesn't break out because right. there was a little bit of fighting and the whole team let them go and then but then it was 
okay, move, let's move on to the, and it, and it was a different atmosphere after Absolutely. that, but we let her, a girl call her out and we just kind of stepped back right. and let them. Sometimes so, you need that little bubble, that yeah. little fire between right. yeah. to, to really elevate to. the team. Yeah. Yeah, well, because we, we've talked about I talked about it before in life, <laughs> coach is not always going to be there to Man. correct you, right? So Such a good yeah. point. in relationships, whether it's you know friendships, you know marriage, boyfriend, right. girlfriend, whatever it may be, right. like the coach is not going to step in. It's like, hey, you know what? You guys are having bad communication <laughs> here. We got to fix this. It's like yeah. right. that's on right. yeah. in that case the athletes. They got to figure it out. So it's it's a good moment for them to learn how to communicate with each Absolutely. other for sure. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. Right. That is well, and I have okay so something that just popped in my head and normally we save this to the end but maybe it is that can i okay i'm just gonna ask well, yeah, we're, we're <laughs> josh usually yeah, asks yeah. this question yeah. um, if um what kind what advice would you give to someone who is yeah. just starting out as a motivational speaker hmm. i stole your question josh didn't i josh no that's okay that's okay <laughs> actually if i'm gonna add on to it if i can so not just a motivational speaker but then um because you play at such a high level mm. and you attend at such a high level college, yeah. um, obviously we're in the springtime, so it's you know people are starting to think about colleges and right, are, are right. getting ready to go to college. Right. Um, so not just for motivational speakers, but yeah. what, what's some advice you have for students that are going to be jumping into the, that college world? So for for students who are getting ready to play at the next level, yeah, um, this is a little on the left side, but we've talked, we've touched on this a little bit. Is please beware of what you do on social media. Mm. See, we did. We talked about this. About you guys got it. An episode oh, about social are, media. I need you to come back good. on that one for yes. sure. That one, it's. It, but would you agree? It's important yes. enough to say it two, three, mm-hmm. five times. Oh, absolutely, oh. man! It is. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because social media right now for student athletes, especially who are being recruited uh, at any level, it's an incredible opportunity. Now coaches are going directly to Twitter to find out mm-hmm. who the players are in the yep. cities. They are. Right. You know, I had a funny enough. I I told you earlier I have a, a podcast as well. Yes. My first yeah. episode. Well, talk about that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. My first episode. I um, interviewed my old coach, Princeton head football coach, cool. Bob Sarace. Okay. And he told me this incredible fact. He said in February, he watched something close to 500 to 600 videos that were sent directly to him via Twitter. What? Wow. Right. That's insane. Every single one that was sent, he said he watched. He oh said because gosh. as a coach, as a D1 football coach, and this is Princeton football, they just went 10-0 and 0 last year. They have a couple mm. players that got, you know, went to the league, and um, they're doing good things out there. And good. one of the things that um, he said was, as a head coach, my job is to go through all the details to find the very best players. Yeah. So if you send it, I'm my job is mm-hmm. to watch. Mm-hmm. Sure. Wow. At the same time, my job is to watch. <laughs> right. So yeah. I'm seeing yeah. everything. So yeah. if you have a Twitter feed where that's where you're sharing that information, but at mm-hmm. the same time, you feel as though socially, you know, especially around summertime, young mm-hmm. people are, you know, just being kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the honest truth that one tweet, one wrong post, one one thing that can go wrong can literally um, negatively affect your future. Yeah. That's Absolutely. just the truth. Right. Yep. Um, so if there was one thing to, to high school students, keep working hard, uh, keep being there for your teammates, 
the summer is where you can turn into a new player. So keep mm -hmm. your head down and work incredibly hard mm -hmm. because the player you are this year and the player you are next year in high school can be drastically different, yeah. wow. both on a negative and a positive side, right. depending right. on what you do. That's good. Right. Um, but most importantly, um, manage your social media in the right way. Mm -hmm. Think twice mm -hmm. before you put it out and uh, just be mindful in that way. Yeah. Did, you had a second question. Yeah, I actually stole it. <laughs> oh, okay. so, sorry, Deb. So, <laughs> okay. her question was, how do you, if you want to become a motivational yeah. speaker. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Deb. I, I completely took that one. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, now we're, now we're yeah. even for the burrito thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk later, Josh. <laughs> All right. One of us may not be back, so <laughs> I feel like I might get kicked out now. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm going to stop interrupting. No worries. No worries. I think uh, as far as... Becoming a motivational speaker, I think right now, uh, this kind of actually relates. If you want to become a motivational speaker right now, speak. Speak as often as you possibly can. You don't need a crowd to speak. Mm -hmm. sure. The phone that you have in your pocket is a camera. Um, outside is a great background. Like There's yeah. nothing right. stopping you from putting out content. Matter of fact, for me, even as I have, you know, um, you know, over time, you're like, okay, I have, I have gigs now. I go and I speak to, you know, schools right. and colleges. Great. Right. But still, one of the things I'm doing is staying hungry as a speaker. So this summer, weekly, I'm going to be putting out motivational videos for high school and college student-athletes. Mm, awesome. nice. um, just on the weekly, just to keep it up, just to, nice. um, you know, mm. make sure that there's content out there. Because mm. at the end of the day, um, this is something that, as a motivational speaker, it has it. Honestly, it's going to come from inside. Yeah. Right. There's right. a passion inside of you, and it's not like I need someone to speak to. It's I have to get this message out. Right? <laughs> right? It's like yeah, yeah. I, I have some, some positive passion for people to listen to. Right. And if, there's, if, if you're an early motivational speaker and you don't have a crowd yet, your phone is your crowd. You are one of one. Go ahead and start. Put it out. And if you are good enough, I promise you, people will find you. People will talk. And that will be the beginning for something good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. Social media is powerful. It's powerful. Mm -hmm. I think that's, the, I think that's yeah. the theme. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. We just, and there's just so much to get into it. Yeah. We, we yeah. definitely want to have you back for social yes. media talk. Yeah. Just straight Absolutely. social media talk because there's so much to it. And yeah. even after the last time we did it, we're like, there's just so much we missed. Man. Yeah. There's so much we missed. Yeah. And but even, even that you, you said, even that you guys are, are hitting on that, it's such a, such an important thing because we're all on it. Right. I think somebody said, it was funny. There was an example. They said, uh, you guys remember the Jetsons? Yeah. <laughs> for a long time. It's kind of a for me, but the yeah. Jetsons. Yeah. So yeah. it's for anybody who doesn't know, the Jetsons was a cartoon back in the day <laughs> where the family was kind of like, hey, we're in the future, and this is how we live in the future. Right. And to live in the future, their homes were like in the sky, and they would yep. drive these kind of flying cars, flying cars yeah. right? And somebody made the idea, and they said, okay, in the future, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be in the sky. And somebody was like, you know what? I think we're there. And like, what do you mean? It's like, the sky is the internet. Oh. oh interesting. We didn't have All to right. go anywhere. Oh, right. Okay. Right? To live somewhere else. Oh. Let's be honest. We're spending a lot of time right. on the internet. Right. That right. is the Jetson world. Right. Right? So wow, being able to kind of use that and understand, right. you know, even as a speaker, I know there's times where I'm speaking in person. But then there's there's work to do online. Right. right. So right. as a student athlete, there's stuff that you're going to do in person, and then there's going to be stuff that you do online. Right. So, right. Um, 
you know, social media is powerful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, we're gonna have to. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Have you back on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Social media episode part two. Yeah. So yes. man, this has been a lot yeah. of fun. We appreciate you coming through and, Thank you and so speaking much. to us. And there's some. I feel like there's so much more we could talk to you yeah. about, but we're running up against the time. I know. Um, I know. But before we get out of here, sure. Um, What's next for you? Where can they follow you? Sure. All of that. So if you're in Sacramento, I don't know when this podcast comes out. Probably a couple, two so or three weeks. So mid-June, okay. mid maybe. Well, well okay. no, we can talk, though. We can talk. Okay. Can I talk. was I, I have an event, free event, um, okay. Okay. next Friday, uh, okay. part of a book fair. So I'm giving a, a, a talk there Okay. Um, at the uh, Guild Theater. Here okay. in Sacramento. Nice. Oh, very um, cool. Is that so, uh, it's Oak Park? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Friday, Friday what? Friday, Friday, May 31st. May 31st. Okay. And June 1st. So and the talk June I'm giving on Saturday, okay. June 1st at okay. noon. But okay. if not, if there's another, you okay. know, other than that, um, here in Sacramento. So you'll see me around, I guess, social media wise, at Inform and Inspire on any social media that you can think of. I'll be there. Instagram, okay. TikTok. Uh, yeah, cool. Facebook, yeah. all that good stuff. And uh, where can they find your book? So the book is on Amazon. Cool. Okay. How to network in college, or put my name in, and you'll find it there. Okay. And uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, we yeah. will. Um, we'll definitely we'll get this out prior to that event. Yeah. Okay. For okay. sure. Oh, we, will, nice. we, will, we will definitely do that. We'll make nice. that happen for sure. Bonus episode. Bonus <laughs> episode. We actually just did one. So I love yeah. it. We'll throw out a bonus episode for it. sure because yeah. people. We You're welcome, people listeners. Yeah. yeah. We're throwing this bonus episode. Is that you? Left and right. That's because yeah. we have great guests. That's yeah. the thing. So we got to get the content right? out to the people Man, that quickly. was a good time. I appreciate you guys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So yeah. definitely definitely follow, follow Isaac, um, Inform and Inspire, all of that. Um, Deb, where can they follow us? Um, Twitter, at Sports Character. Instagram, at Character Combine. Facebook, LinkedIn. And then I'm going to try to get Josh to um, download the Snapchat one more time so that you guys can send him Snapchat. Because <laughs> there's a Character Combine Snapchat. Not going to happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Isaac, man, we thank you so much. And uh, good luck with everything. Thank you guys so much. Thank you.